0: Yeah. right ladies and gentlemen the boys are back the epl boys have returned international break is done premier league is back which means the boys are back as always my name is matt followed up with my partner in crime the perfect back pair doing jd how was your international break
1: my international break was very good I had a lot of fun. I went down to Philly to go to see my all-time favorite band, All Time Low, and also saw the Wonder Years, a great Philly band, but very big. Um, first time I saw them, which was really cool. Uh, I kind of got too drunk on Saturday night. The show was on Sunday, and it was Sad Summer Festival. I had had these tickets for, I guess, two years. Well, no, almost two, like a year and a half. Uh, they were a birthday gift for me. They were VIP Like, I had a special section, like, for this, like, side stage with a bar right next to me, and, like, I had so much space around me. Like, I had the full concert feel, but there were only, like, 50 people in this, like, fenced-in area. Oh, it was fucking awesome. Great view of the stage. I, I was supposed to also see, like, the main and movements and grayscale, like, all these great bands, and I got too drunk on Saturday night with my friends that I was with, and... Two of my friends went to the concert with me, and we just were so fucked up the next day that we only made it for the Wonder Years and all-time low. But it was still worth it. It was such a fun weekend. It was great. So, my international break was awesome. How was yours? (laughs)
0: Dude, I'm tired. Oh, dude, I mean, honestly, mine was eventful. I got a lot of busy work done. Um, Having a weekend where there was really no soccer on, at least in the earlier part of my day, was interesting. Like, I was able to actually take care of, like, yard work I've kind of been pushing off now for about, like, a couple weeks. Like, oh, shit, I don't have a 7 a.m. Burnley versus Newcastle game to occupy my time. I guess I might as well go mow the lawn. Um, But, dude, honestly, the concert thing, 100%, like... I actually got an update on my phone because I bought concert tickets before the whole world stopped. And they're like, hey, by the way, this date is coming up. And I'm just like, oh, shit. I totally forgot I had tickets to that. So it's like, hey, you know, little drops of joy just falling from the sky. But guys, we are going to get. Oh, dude, the number one that I'm super pumped about. Dude, I got my Chemical Romance tickets and I still can't.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was a gift. That was a gift for Wait, me Hella from me. Hella Megator?
1: is that My Chemical Romance? Oh, I, no. no, that's not. That's not. Mag- no, no, that's Fall no. Out Boy, Green Day, and Weezer. Never mind. I'm thinking yeah. of other pop punk yeah. bands. <laughs> I saw yeah, no. So no, the that, reason I yeah. say that is because I saw My Chemical Romance at a stadium that the tour was at recently. That's why I say oh, that. okay. Oh, and okay. that was in 2009 oh, okay. before they broke up. They
0: broke
1: up. Uh, I, I'm a true see, fan. I'm, I saw I'm, them in 2009.
0: I've seen My Chemical Romance a few times, but this is, I, I felt like, you know, of course, they're doing a comeback tour, which only means they're going to do a ton more tours, and honestly, I just felt like, I got tickets inexpensively, don't get me wrong, I'm nowhere near the stage, but I'm just going to be sitting there in my chair, just nostalgia, just flowing through my veins as I'm singing every single word from every single song off Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, but guys, JD and Matt's Pop Punk Hour, that's thats for the VIP access after the episode but guys we 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 start a
1: secondary podcast about pop punk please oh
0: jesus oh jesus like i don't have enough on my plate we'll talk about it okay i promise (laughs) you we will talk about it uh but guys we have some premier league action to talk about we are going to be breaking down all of the games going into week four as well as some awesome fan questions we've kind of peeked ahead and looked at some of them dude you guys are absolutely incredible but guys Unfortunately, we're talking about having good times. We need to start off the episode with some not good times. And those not good times are for select Brazilian players who were selected by the Brazilian national team. But the Premier League clubs would not let them go. So, unfortunately, the Brazilian FA is turning around and suspending these players from playing soccer. I really don't understand how this works. Like, I really don't understand the concept of a team not allowing a player to go and therefore now the player must be punished. Like for me, I feel like the FA, the Brazilian FA and FIFA should just turn around and find the clubs. If this is really a problem, it really doesn't make any sense. Um, select players being, you know, Gabriel Jesus, Ederson from Manchester city. You have uh, Fabinho, Allison, and, and um Firmino from Liverpool who are all not gonna be able to play the next couple games, Fred from Manchester United, as well as a few other players. Now again, I'm not gonna sit here and celebrate that Fred's not playing, because that would be a very horrible thing of me. But honestly I don't get it. There really isn't much to talk about, and I feel like if you've been listening around and you've been watching, this story is getting a little bit old. Um, I just don't agree with it. I don't agree that the players should be punished because the teams did not let them go to an area which the Premier League has deemed a red zone and would, honestly, yeah, these players are suspended for, like, one or two games. They would have had to sit out three or four games, if they went because of all of the quarantining, they would have had to have done. And it's not like in the UK there's like vast fields that they can just go run to. When you come back to the UK, you're going to be stuck in a hotel room for two weeks, which means when you're done with that, you're going to have to get back out and you're going to have to spend a week or two to train to get back up to the same pace as everyone else. I don't get this. I don't get this one bit i feel like if the players and the team have agreed that hey i don't feel like going i don't know why the player should be punished so i mean that's just i i I believe jd probably has the same opinion about this as i do unless you're thinking something different
1: i had the exact same opinion yeah let's let's just move on it, it,
0: it it's annoying and honestly like going into these games now some of the players who are not selected this is a massive massive impact to some of these teams so we will get started now guys i'm going to break down the picks each game one at a time including yours going into this week jd has a nice lead on top of the pick board 18 to the to the fan 16 picks to my 14 picks So I Ooh. have some ground to Oh yeah, oh it's going to be tough So I have some ground to make up But guys, the first game On Saturday morning Yes, 7am if I'm not mistaken 7 or 7.30 I can never guess the, like, the exact, exact time We have, yeah, it's 7.30 Crystal Palace Will be hosting Tottenham So I'll, I'll be honest with you, J.D., the fans are going to go first. It was a pretty clear-cut decision with Tottenham. Um, I'm not going to waste too much time on this either. I understand Tottenham have won each of their first three games one Uh Yeah, they can win one nothing again, but they're not going to give up a goal, especially when Tottenham look as good as they do defensively in the Premier League this season.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Tottenham have had a very weird season. And it's a good kind of weird where they're winning games, but they're only winning them 1-0. It's kind of an anomaly. I, I, I don't know. I can't think, like, I feel like this has never happened where, like, a team has just won all their first three games 1-0. And I could honestly see them just beating Crystal Palace 1-0. They they haven't done anything, like, crazy, like, super special or anything. They've just won games. And that's all you can expect out of, out of a team. Like, just win, just win what's in fr- like the game in front of you. And Crystal Palace is not going to be that tough for them. I, I think this will be a pretty easy win. I, I think they'll win more than 1-0. <laughs> Let's be honest. They should put more than one goal past Crystal Palace. But, you know what? It, it would be funny if it was a 1-0 victory. And I'm rooting for that. Because I don't think it's going to keep up. I think Tottenham, they're going to hit a ceiling. And like they're not gonna nothing drastic is gonna happen to them this season like they'll honestly at this point they'll probably make champions league but whoa yeah, they're not that's they're not gonna that's win a the per- title they're not gonna win the title
0: that is i i, I agree at this point pretty long they're stretch. Wins. Yeah, it would be a Yes, I understand they're grinding out wins, but let's be very clear here. Grinding out wins in the third week of the season is a lot different from grinding out wins in the 28th week of the season. So we're going to go on to our next game. And, J.D., is it the game of the week if the 20th place team is hosting the 19th place team? Because it might be.
1: This I'm is telling the- you
0: right now, yeah. Uh, We have Arsenal hosting Norwich City. Now, yes, on a normal day, this should be an easy pick. This pick should not even be relevant. But, J.D., Arsenal are in dead last. And they've looked dead last. They are the only team out, So, well, no, I'm sorry, Wolves as well, who have not recorded a goal yet this season. Uh, J.D., I'm going to have you start off. You're leading in the pick, so I'm going to make you make the first uncomfortable pick of the day. Arsenal versus Norwich. Who are you going with?
1: This is the relegation spectacular. I, I Both these teams are getting relegated. No question about it. It's who looks better getting relegated. And, man, it's Norwich. I think Norwich win this game. Arsenal will have no hope. They, they have no motive at this point I, the fact that Mikel Arteta is still there I, I just they have no drive I nothing they have good players but no cohesion like I <laughs> Arsenal are gonna lose this game they're, they're gonna lose to Norwich city and hopefully Mikel Arteta gets fired because that's the only that's the only honestly that's the only hope of Arsenal doing anything this season if they just sack Arteta now and just bring in anybody with a pulse. Just absolutely anybody. Just change, just change anything. Change the formation, just do any just bring in a new manager, he'll do something different. Who knows, maybe you'll survive this season, but I don't think so.
0: So the fans are going with a draw. And by I mean going with a draw, guys, it was literally a 50-50 split. You know, we like kind of, as long as it's in that 50 range, we call it a draw. It was exactly 50%. Um, I'm looking at both of these clubs. Norwich, in my opinion, have played just as hard of a schedule as Arsenal have. And they both have a minus 9 goal differential. These teams are completely split and that's honestly i mean they are completely even and that's honestly how i have to call this game i feel like this game's going to be a draw because norwich will play for a draw if norwich find a way to get a one nothing lead they will put all 10 guys behind the ball and defend for their life and the crazy thing about it is Arsenal don't have any players to unlock teams that have sit back, who can sit back. Honestly, if Arsenal don't win this game, I don't agree with JD all the time. If you're a consistent listener of this podcast, I JD some, JD and I are sometimes on the opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to picks. I agree with him 100% that if Arsenal don't win this game, You just have to fire Arteta on principle. Like, you have to. Like, if you're in dead last, especially without a point. Like, if you end up being the only team in the Premier League without a point after four or five weeks, it's it's done. It's done. I get it. You would say that about other
1: teams. You would say that about mid-table teams. Like, mid-table teams, if after four or five weeks they had zero points... Their manager will probably be sacked too. I, I like
0: like I, I look at I I and honestly like there isn't even excuses anymore. This can't be a whole like oh he oh it's it's a it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Oh his players are developing. That's fine and dandy. You can be developing, but when you've spent more money than anyone else, fuck, you shouldn't be at a minus nine goal differential three weeks into the season. So. Uh, we're going to move on because I feel like we could just bash both of these teams left and right. So we're going to be moving on uh, another 10 a.m. game. Uh, I feel like all these 10 a.m. games are just going to be fighting one game, but we're going to move on. Br- it's going to be Brentford versus Brighton. Um, I'll go first. Um, Yeah, I- I'll be honest with you. I feel like this is another game that just reeks of a draw. I think I hate to go back to back draws, but like I just look at these teams and I feel like Brentford have done extremely well, but Brighton are also an extremely good opponent. Uh, the biggest X factor, and that might determine if a team wins or draws in this game, is if I mean Brentford's home crowd are just—they're just such an X factor. They're just living in the moment. Every every single second is just a blessing for these like these fans, and honestly. It's a joy to watch. It's an absolute joy to watch. So I just feel like with that home crowd backing, I feel like Brentford might be able to grab a, grab a result, but I feel like a draw, it's in the cards. So, J.D., I'm going to hand this off to you. I, I think I really can't split these teams, so.
1: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to agree with you on a draw, um, and a draw in Brentford's favor because they have had a, a fantastic start this season. Coming up for the championship, first time ever, and I, a draw is good, even against Brighton. I look if they if they just don't lose, if, if if they just consistently do not lose games, they will easily stay up, because you have teams like Arsenal in this league right now, and if you just like any team, if you just don't lose, even nil nil draws, like you will stay up at this point, and Brentford could do that as as the last three games have shown just don't fucking lose and they've looked decent and brighton to their credit have looked okay and i th- th- this does reek of a draw but not not an un, not a not entertaining draw like it, oh, yeah, it'll be goals. okay
0: there's gonna be it's, goals in this oh there, not will, gonna be wa- goals. there will be yeah I'm,
1: yeah there'll be goals i'm not gonna watch this game there's two very m- more interesting games going on at the exact same time. One that we've talked about already and one we haven't. Uh, we'll get to that one. <laughs> but yeah, definitely well, I mean, draw. I,
0: and, and and the fans are agreeing with us. It's a draw across the board. Um, yeah, this game, if Brentford find a way to grab any result from this game, let's just say they draw. That is six points in four games. That's pretty impressive for the un- team un- that no one gave a shit. Yeah, that's what a start for a brand new, nearly promoted side with one of the lowest budgets. So honestly, I'm pulling for him. You always want to hear about a Cinderella story, and this is, I feel like, a Cinderella story in the making, but we are going to be moving on probably one of the low-key games of the week. And now that Ederson and Gabriel Jesus are not eligible for this game, Leicester City Football Club versus Manchester City. A little diamond in the rough. And now that Manchester City are missing basically their really only true number nine and their out-and-out number one goalkeeper, I feel like Leicester City have a shot. But the fans just edge out. They believe Manchester City will still win this game. JD, I will pass this now on to you. Leicester City are home, and they are, if I'm not mistaken, rocking an entire fully fit squad.
1: Yeah, I this will be a tight one. I think Manchester City will edge it out. I, I I think based on like yeah, you take out Ederson, I, and then you don't have Zach Steffen. You have uh, what Scott Carson. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think that will matter too much because Manchester City's de- uh, defense is so good. I. It'll be tight, but I think City are just going to edge it out. The one thing I will say, I'm just realizing there's only one Sunday game. That's weird. Usually there's two. Yeah. That you is, you ruined very weird. my
0: inch. Yeah, you ruined my intro into my Sunday game, bro. All right, well Why whatever. Okay, okay sca- then,
1: then all right. What? To all the listeners, forget that I just said that. Uh City are probably going to win, but I would not be surprised if there was a if if it ended in a draw cuz Leicester City a fully fit squad. Can beat anybody on their day. City though, just they have a knack of winning these games. They they just do, and I, I'm not going to bet against them.
0: But it's exactly as you said, a Manchester City side without their first and second string goalie, followed up with not having their only real number nine. They don't play him this anyway. This game. This game falls right into Leicester City's lap. And I think Leicester City are going to win this game. I think this is Leicester are the perfect style of football that Pep hates. Patient defending, locking on their guy, pressing defense, counter-attacking football. It is no secret that these things Pep does not know how to work with. He didn't know how to deal with it at Barcelona. It bothered him when he was at Bayern Munich. And honestly, Oli's made him his personal bitch when it comes to Premier League games because that's all, all he's got to do. Put a couple guys behind the ball and then have your fastest guys just slam forward. Honestly, I think this falls perfectly into Leicester City's lap. I think Leicester City will grab a, will grab the victory here. Behind the home fans, I feel like this is a perfect Perfect dish of disaster for Manchester City. And then having these late scratches only hurts them more because you don't have your... uh, Again, this is nothing against their third-string goalie, but Ederson is a world-class goalkeeper, and he's world-class because even though he doesn't have to make many saves, the saves he does have to make he does a phenomenal job with. And that's hard to ask of a third-string goalie. And honestly, Leicester have the X-factor of X-factors in Jamie Vardy. Like, Jamie Vardy is the X-factor. And honestly, he only needs one opportunity to absolutely ruin a team's game plan. So I think Leicester City, as long as they can keep all 11 guys on the field, Leicester City can win this game. Guys, we are going to move on. To the game. Originally, if I'm not mistaken, it was on Peacock. But now it has been bumped to USA so that everyone has zero excuse not to watch. At 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Cristiano Ronaldo returns to Old Trafford as Manchester United will be hosting Newcastle United. Now, yes. Ollie go Ollie gonna Ollie. Hey, is Ronaldo going to start? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Yo, bitch, he's fucking starting. Don't even give me this shit. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't like it. But I wouldn't be surprised if he rolls out with the fucking captain's armband on. I'm telling you right now, again, the hype of Cristiano Ronaldo, the return, you know, back at Old Trafford, and Newcastle, let's just be honest, That just Newcastle haven't looked great over the last few weeks. Man United are gonna win this game. That's it. I'm not gonna I my fandom set aside, pure facts. Respect. Three league titles, respect. Manchester United will win this game. So the fans as well are going with Manchester United. Uh JD, do you see Newcastle absolutely ruining the party?
1: No, not at all. Manchester United are gonna win. Even without Ronaldo, they're winning this game hands down but wouldn't it be so funny if if ronaldo didn't start and he only got like 15 minutes at the end of the game when they were already up like 2-0 and then ronaldo comes in doesn't score but it gets a good ovation that would just make my heart happy
0: i'm like that so that's again i'm such a cynic yeah well no but hold on as it, dude, I, I I watch I listen to a lot of Man United podcasts as well as I listen to a couple like a couple of the like fan channels and stuff like that. That seems to be a common theme. That like, hey, he Ronaldo in training. Yeah, he might not start because in training the photos that we've seen, it's not like he's been in team training. He's been around team training, but he hasn't really been in team training. So it would not surprise me one bit if he was on the bench. I feel like uh, I'll tell you right now. Ollie starts Ronaldo on the bench and United give up an early 5th or 6th minute goal. Oh my god, I would not want to be Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. I would He's wouldn't. a
1: puppet. He's like a, he's a puppet. Uh He's a literal he's a puppet. Man.
0: He's a man manager.
1: Oh my you God. can't
0: all see but I'm smiling next game next game we have Southampton hosting West Ham United honestly I don't take the oh this is another 10 a.m game because the Premier League only decides to put 9 10 a.m games and then one game on Sunday um Southampton versus West Ham JD I'll have you start this one off I mean this 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 is I think this one's gonna be closer than people think.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't disagree with you, but at the same time, West Ham are just I mean, they're riding a high that is kind of like Tottenham right now, where realistically they, they didn't expect to be where they are. But I think West Ham are a better overall team. I and that might offend a lot of Tottenham supporters, but like I look at how West Ham have played the last three games. <laughs> I see them Beating Southampton, yeah, it might be close at times, but I, I don't think they're going to have a problem beating the Southampton side. I, I really don't. I, I think uh, top, top to bottom, th- this West Ham team have looked so good this season. And I know it's I, I know it's early. It, it's very early, but, God, I, I just, man, I remember early days of this podcast, when, when Logan was still here, we used to say, before Matt joined, we used to say, say something nice about West Ham every episode we it was it was almost like a segment say something nice about west ham well now i mean this is only a year removed i i can't stop saying nice things about west ham because they're just You're fucking not forced
0: there's there's no gun to your head like you can actually just yeah. saying it free of speech
1: they're just actually good so it's like fuck i i mean yeah they're, they're definitely gonna win this game i it might be close it might it, it, it could be a Good game. It could be not a good game. I still think West Ham are going to win regardless. Mikel Antonio has been driving my fantasy Premier League team. Oh, God. He's been so good. I am clear in front in my league with Matt. And, oh, he's been so good. And I I would just love if he could just score again and keep me in first place. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm telling you right now. And that's the X factor. That's the X factor I wanted to bring up because – West Ham is who I'm choosing and who the fans are choosing. Um, And honestly, at least on my point of view, it's 100% exactly what you just said. It's Mikel Antonio. This guy has been absolutely clinical in every sense of the word. He's been immaculate this year. Perfect. And honestly, as long as he can stay healthy, which honestly, he's looking pretty good. Knock on wood. I'm telling you right now. I feel like West Ham are going to take this. And again, I think I agree with J.D. It's going to be a closer game. This game is not going to be a blowout in any way, shape, or form. But I just don't see how Southampton can just... I, I don't see anyone on that team that's stopping Mikel Antonio. So we're going to move on. Watford is hosting Wolves. Now, Watford have gotten you know a result so far this year. And Wolves are one of the only teams in the Premier League yet to get a goal so i don't know i'm i'm very split on this decision i really am um because wolves looked okay against united right before the break but the issue is is offensively i i get it everyone is giving triore praise for how good he is but good god in the final third i mean yeah dude you can take on everyone and their grandmother if you can't put in a good ball or you can't put on a good shot you're just you're just muscle and speed, and I just don't feel like that's enough. And honestly, it almost seems like Wolves are a one-trick pony. And honestly, I feel like this might be a little bit of an upset. But I think Watford being the home team, I think Watford will grab a result here. I think they will win this game. So, I mean, J.D., I'll, I'll send this off to you now. I mean, uh, what are you thinking? Do you think Wolves can actually go out and actually secure their first, you know, actual win of the season.
1: No, not against the Swafford side. I think this is a draw. I am so sick of Adama Tra- Traoré just edging my dick every single time against the ball. It's just, it's like, it's like a, it's like the worst kind of hand job. Like it's so good. It's like it's so good, and then right at the end, just releases and it's just the worst just fucking feeling. Of oh,
0: the world. just just horrible blue ball action going yeah, on right now. Yeah, it's just the oh. worst. That
1: that is that is that is what Adama Traore is. And I it, it pains me to say that he could be better, but I don't know. He's 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 not old. He's what? 24 or 25. He's not old. Oh, he's su- Oh, he's super young. Yeah, I Yeah, he's like he Yeah, yeah. He is he is everything you want. In, in in a player except for what you really want <laughs> like uh, it, it's so it's so hard to watch because it's so good for 95% of the time and then it's just awful for the rest of the 5% and it has not helped Wolves it has just not helped them. I mean fuck imagine if he wasn't on that team right now I mean they'd already be relegated because he's at least doing something like he, he's at least entertaining yeah at the, like at the least, oh like, yeah, he's entertaining. Oh, hundred percent,
0: a hundred. They've done nothing
1: else. But at the same time, like Watford, they started off the season really well, and I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. I feel like Wolves can control enough of the ball against this Watford team that it'll be kind of a stalemate. I mean, Raúl Jiménez, who knows he could pop up with anything. I'm, I'm just gonna go draw. I'm, I'm gonna be conservative. Go draw.
0: No, and honestly, I, it, that's not a, that's not an unwise decision. And actually, I think it might be one of the first times all year, you, me, and the fans all have split decisions. I'm going with Watford, you're going with a draw, and the fans are going to go with Wolves. So this is uh, the first time where someone's going to walk away with a point and, so, and two people won't. So we are going to move on. Uh, the next one I feel like is going to be a little on the easier side. Chelsea Football Club versus Aston Villa. Now, yes, now I'm remembering Chelsea Football Club will be without Thiago Silva because of the Brazilian band, but Thiago Silva really hasn't been playing this year. He came off the bench in one game, and he hasn't played another minute in the other two. Um, The fans are going with Chelsea. Pause. I'm going with Chelsea. Obvious fucking reasons. JD, to finish it up, I mean, I really can't imagine you think differently.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Chelsea, and that's... Oh, see, the thing is, it's more to do with Chelsea than Villa. I think Chelsea have oh, been so 100%, good. 100%. I,
0: Chelsea 100%. Chelsea have been
1: so good, and Villa, I think, have not... They just haven't lived up to, to what they have created. I, I think Villa can be a very good team, even with Grealish departing to Manchester City. I They could be really good, but they're not going to be really good against this Chelsea team no fucking chance. I I don't think they score. I, I think Chelsea win this 3-0 easily.
0: No, I, again, I'm I'm not I'm not going to argue with anything you just said 100%. I just feel like Aston Villa just aren't there yet. And honestly, at times this game is going to be good, but I feel like towards the back end of the game, I feel like one team's going to really flex their muscles. So, our next game uh the only twelve thirty or I'm sorry, the only game on Sunday. Yes, as J D illuminated before, um, the Premier League decided that hey, we're gonna have nineteen games at ten o'clock on Saturday, one game on Sunday, one game on Monday. So yeah, um way to go Premier League scheduling. That's that was a really, really smart idea. Can't really imagine this blowing over. There. Yeah, yeah, really can't can't imagine you know, a fan, the viewership, you know.
1: the, the viewership all over the world. It's good. It's going to go crazy. I mean, the, like, the Nielsen score, I, I, the Nielsen scores are, are just going to be off the charts for every single one of these games right. on Saturday. <laughs> all right.
0: All right. I I'm going to freaking, I'm, I'm going to stop the sarcasm. And I think JD going to stop the sarcasm. Seriously. Are you, are you, uh, what what is wrong with the idea? Why is it? Do I remember last year there used to be a seven o'clock, a couple tens, a twelve, and a two, and then on Sunday you had a nine, eleven, and like, and sometimes you had a one and a three, and then on no mu- a three p.m. Yeah. There was
1: a three p.m. There was a, th- there was was a three. There was always a three p.m. on Sunday. I remember it so, very fondly. So
0: I'm sitting here. So so I'm sitting here. I remember from last year the ability of being able to not leave my couch. For the entire weekend and now I feel like why are they I don't understand why they're trying to cram so many games at once. It's exactly as you said, dude, how are they capturing viewership? Like, honestly, I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm really not trying to be mean. If you're a Southampton or a West Ham fan, are you really watching your game? No! You're going to want to watch Cristiano Ronaldo come back. Or you're going to want to watch Manchester City versus Leicester. Or you're going to want to turn around and watch freaking Arsenal play against Norwich. Like, you're going to want to watch a game that has a little bit of meaning to it. Like, and the fact that you or someone who watches a team that might not be in a bigger game, that's embarrassing that you might not even want to watch your game because there's so many games going on at once.
1: See this? What I think not what they're trying to do. But what this is becoming is, can, or can be relatable to the NFL in America, where you have a ton of games at one o'clock and a ton of games at four o five on a Sunday. The way that that works, in my opinion, especially with like fantasy football being such a huge thing, you have things like red NFL Red Zone, where you can turn to a channel that it switches to games like it'll switch the game whenever a team is in the red zone. And that makes sense because that's that's what you want to see. You don't you don't fucking care about a team on the 45 on their own 45-yard line like fucking running the ball. Like who cares? Yeah, maybe it's good play and then you'll see it in a replay. It doesn't work in the Premier League. You can't have a Premier League like final final third. Call it the call it Premier League final third instead of NFL red zone. That doesn't work because it's too quick. You could not, like, you have, what, how many games do we have on, on Saturday at 10 at 10 a.m.? What, Uh, seven? We have right? one,
0: one, two, no, six, three, six. four, six, five. Six. We have five. It's 6 six.
1: Five? Six. Yeah, six. Yeah. No,
0: six. Six, yeah.
1: Six games at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Now, imagine you had a separate channel called Premier League Final Third, just like NFL Red Zone. It would not work because the games are way too fast paced. There's no stoppage in 100%. play. One hundred percent, and one hundred percent. So this 100%. makes no sense. If if it could work, it would be awesome. But it will never work. You cannot have six games at the same time on just a random weekend. I understand, like championship weekend, the last day of the, uh, the last day of the season. I get that all the games start at ten. Yeah, again. that makes sense. That's fully. I mean, that's established. Yeah. That's that's yeah. A, a tradition yeah. at this point. But that should, That's just to stop match-fixing, match yeah. Yeah, but a normal no, match week, you cannot have six games at the same fucking time on the same day. It, it, it is so bad for 100%. the league. It is so bad for the And league. let
0: me back... And let me back onto what you're saying with their, the plays happen too fast. Let me bring up at the beef, like the first week of the season, United versus Leeds. Victor Lindelof had the ball 10 yards behind midfield. One pass, two seconds... Hits Bruno in stride. Bruno, first touch, hits it, goal. That play took four seconds. A channel wouldn't be able to rush to that fast enough. So yeah, if no. you're just watching this channel, you're just watching a replay. 100% JD. I could not agree with you more. We're going to move on now.
1: We didn't even Leeds talk about the Liverpool- be- Oh, okay. <laughs> I said well, we prefaced maybe because it.
0: That's a- yeah, yeah, that's well- because we're going into it. Uh, Leeds will be hosting Liverpool Football Club. Now, remember, um, Liverpool will be hindered without their starting goalkeeper, central defensive midfielder, and striker. So, Liverpool might be in a little bit of a hole, but the fans don't care. They are going with Liverpool. Now, JD, I will now hand this off to you. Knowing all these players who will not be there, does Liverpool have enough because Leeds... Leeds is one of those teams where they they can turn it on and they can turn it
1: off and it's this and that. So I'll start by saying, Firmino being out, I, like I love the guy. I I have a Firmino Liverpool jersey. I love him, but having Jota in his place isn't a step down. It's probably a step up at this point. So I I'm not really worried about that. um Fabinho is kind of a big loss, but at the same time, we we kind of do have some, some midfield depth now. I, I haven't seen enough of Curtis Jones yet this season. I'm excited for him. Uh, I mean, Thiago is fit. Uh, Milner's probably going to start. Woo. Uh, whatever. But Oxlade-Chamberlain <laughs> looked great in, 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 <laughs> in preseason. Yeah, woo. woo. I, like, Milner, I, I love James Milner, but he should not be starting games. I've said it so many times. He, he does not need to be starting games, but he'll probably start because God damn it. Um, the biggest issue is Allison not being there because that means probably Adrian is going to start. And I, Adrian! Look, I don't. Yeah. yeah Adrian. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm uh, sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I, I, I couldn't.
1: I couldn't help myself. It's not Adrian. It's Adrian. Uh, Adrian! I don't like I don't hate him. I think he's he, like from what I've seen as a Liverpool supporter like in the behind the scenes of the club like in their in their YouTube videos and stuff and like the club videos and stuff like that he's been a great member of the team and and I appreciate that but I ugh, I hate when he starts I hate when he starts I, I I don't think he's that great of a goalkeeper and granted we got him on a free so like I can't be that mad like he's not bad he's premier, he's premier league quality but Oh man, going from Allison to him is such a drop off. I would rather see uh, Coman Kelleher, the Irish goalkeeper, who looked great in when he has started for Liverpool, which is only a handful of times. Once in once in the Champions League last year, and he kept a clean sheet against Ajax, I believe, and that was that was great. I would rather see him. Rather see him play. Sorry, I just hiccuped. Um, I for this game, this will be tight. Because Liverpool's going to control the ball, because Leeds know who they're playing, and in in the sense that they know that Liver like Liverpool is going to try to control the ball and create chances. And Leeds, if they're smart, they'll sit back and try and hit on the counter. I I'm gonna go Liverpool because I think they'll grind out a chance or two. I'm just I'm a little worried that Leeds can can hit on the counter because I know they can, and it, look. It, Usually, when Liverpool leads, play it's a shootout. I, I, I don't know what to say. Liverpool should win, even with who they're missing. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go Liverpool, but it, it'll be tight. Cause oh, cause, cause actually, Leeds are also missing Rafinha, and that's a big factor. That
0: nope, that is a massive factor. Honestly, hands in the air, I'm agreeing with you 100. percent I am. Even though Liverpool is missing all these pieces, they still have Mo Salah, They still have Sadio Mane. They still have Jota. And honestly, it's exactly as you said. How did Man United dismantle Leeds with great midfield play? And Liverpool have great midfield play. Guys, we talk about Phil Foden. We talk about Mason Greenwood. We talk about soccer.
1: Ooh, who you're bringing up? Who you're bringing up?
0: We need to start talking about Curtis
1: Jones being in this conversation. Oh, that's not even who ball. I was going to say. Not even who I was going to say. Ball. I was going Har- 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 Harvey Elliott.
0: Oh, and Harvey Elliott. But yes, I'm talking about along these lines. There are young. Curtis Jones there is There are fantastic. young. <laughs> Chris, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chris, yeah, please, please don't freaking cut me off. I'm complimenting Liverpool players. Just be happy, JD. You just
1: complimented the wrong one. I no Curtis Jones is established. It's Harvey Elliott is the breakout player this season. I mean, seriously, seriously. Look, Curtis Jones, he played a lot last season, and he and he was decent. He's super young. He's like twenty. And but Harvey Elliott, this fucking kid. No, everything. Look, I'm not comparing him to Phil Foden. At all, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying the hype around Phil Foden is similar to what is beginning to brew around Harvey Elliott. The fact that he's starting games regularly, beginning of the season, not even midway through the season. It's not Klopp just throwing him in halfway through the season. He's starting him in. He's starting him, in, uh, him at the get-go of the season, which is crazy. He's 18. Like, sorry, go on your Curtis Jones rant now.
0: No, no, no. That's, I I really didn't have... I'm just saying, I think Curtis Jones, and I'm not lying here, I meant Curtis Jones, has started to establish himself as a Premier League regular, and he is one of those players who could be a massive X factor that opens up the midfield like these teams do against Leeds. But yes, it's, exa- it's exactly that. Liverpool have to hit Leeds early. That's going to be the key thing, but... We're going to move on to the final game Monday afternoon. Everton hosts Burnley. Fuck this game. Sorry, excuse boo. my language. Excuse, yeah, a- excuse my language. Nothing about this game is going to be fun. Uh, the fans are boo, going with Wendy, Everton. Boo. I'm, g- uh, I, I'm, I'm going with Everton. Um, I, like I said, nothing about this game is attractive. The fact that it's the only game on is going to be the reason why I'm watching. It really, actually is. So, yeah. If this was a 10 o'clock game on Saturday, you would hear not one complaint from me. But JD, tell me why Burnley is not gonna do well.
1: Um I mean, I'm seeing a draw here just because Everett I hate Everton. And they I don't think they'll have Richarlison, right? Uh I, I I'm not I'm not hundred percent positive about that, but I I think they won't have Richarlison. Um, because no, of the Brazilian they might not, band. Right. Uh, and I mean, that's a big deal. I, I don't really rate him, but for Everton, he's good. Um, and Burnley, fuck them. I, I, I'm i just going to go draw. And I, I'm not going to watch this game because I have to fucking work like a normal person. Uh, and I'll see the, well, maybe I'll see the highlights. Uh, I'll, I'll see the result after the game. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm happy this is the Monday 3 p.m. game because... I just don't want to watch it. It could be the twelve thirty Saturday game. I, I, well, I may, I probably, I probably watch it, but I wouldn't be happy about it. So yeah, I, take no, that as you
0: will. That work. is <laughs> no. So that is all the games, guys. Um, yep. Yeah. So honestly, at this point, of course, as we normally do, every single uh, Tuesday, you will hear, um, basically how everything broke down. And how our picks went. But, guys, you guys have been absolute rock stars with these fan questions. We have gone through most of them. Now, JD, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. We actually had a couple questions submitted to us while we were recording. So we get to keep oh, the great. good times rolling. So, guys, we are going to start it off. And we're going to start off with the recently recent quid, uh, um acquired questions from Bobby Hurl he asks what happens to Marcial now that Ronaldo's in town uh hi um not good man it's not going to be good because I I think Ollie just don't I just think personally Ollie does not rate Marcial anymore I feel like he's gotten infinite amounts of chances he's been played in multiple positions I just I think the Tony Martial project is done now at this point. Um, and what doesn't help is the fact that Mason Greenwood is just destined to be in that number nine spot in the upcoming years. Um, I think Martial's best chances are going to be in cup games. Because um, honestly, I don't even see him getting time even off the bench in some Premier League games. Because once Marcus Rashford comes back healthy next month, I... Marcial is not number two in three different positions. So, in my personal opinion, I think the Anthony Marcial project is done. I know he just scored a goal for France uh, over the international break, but for me, that's still just okay. Shrug shoulders. Like, I think think he's just personally done. So, J.D., I don't know if you have a different opinion about this.
1: It's crazy that he's actually still playing for France uh, to begin with. Um, But... It's also crazy that he – hasn't he scored, like, over 50 Premier League goals?
0: I mean, he – I mean, we are talking about a guy who two seasons ago bagged 20 in one season. There was the big talking point where him, Rashford, and Mason Greenwood over all competitions all had 20 goals or something. So, like, It's, it's, it's crazy. It's incredible.
1: It's crazy the drop off a, a player can have. I mean, Marcial right now, well, it, he. I, I think I can't see him. I can't see him anywhere near the starting lineup to begin with. But even even the bench, yeah, you're right. With Ronaldo coming in, Greenwood's miles better. Rashford coming back. I, I don't. See, and Cavani, I I don't see him getting into this team at all. I I just don't. I I think the one he has a long con- contract, doesn't he? Or is he coming? Up? I
0: think. No, no, he just, and funny enough, I think while he was doing his 20-goal season, of course, what happens when a good a good young player is doing well, you, you sign extend him, yeah. his contract. So I think he still has almost four years left on a deal. So I think Man United's best case scenario would be play him in cup games, Hope hopefully he scores a few goals here or there, and you just hope someone comes in from... Uh, I don't know if another France. Premier League probably team France. would want probably, him. Probably France. But I, I could even see. Honestly, I could see an Italian side coming in because English yeah, players, when they don't Italy. do well, yeah. I was that. I feel like Italy is a perfect league for a player like Tony Martial. So, uh, I just we'll see. Time will tell. How much? Uh, the next How quest, much?
1: How much? Wait. How much did United pay for him officially? I think with. I think with. It was like sixty-seven fees, or something. It was like 67. Yes, I thought
0: it was like six. Yeah, sixty-seven, sixty-five, something like that. I think like because I think there was a clause. That? It was a risk on a young player because you got to remember he was considered a wonder kid at the time. So it was one of those things where you invested a lot of money. The only problem, I I think the biggest issue with Tony Martial is he didn't have the same coach the entire time. He had Louis Van Gaal, who is literally. <laughs> Literally counter football. I'm I I just I think Louis Van Gaal is the worst thing to happen to football since Frank de Boer, and this is a direct shot at everything from the Netherlands. Sorry, if you're a Dutch fan, that's your fucking problem. You guys play negative fucking football. No further questions at
1: this time. Yeah, their their six Next. one win against Turkey begs to differ. <laughs> wow, you beat the Turkish. Good job. I'm so proud
0: of you. You did it. Hey man, it. World,
1: World, World Cup qualifiers. They all matter. <laughs> gotta play what's in front of you.
0: <laughs> you got oh my god. Yeah, let's remember that further down the season. Um the next question coming from the MLS Aces podcast. Uh awesome MLS podcast. Um definitely the place I get all of my MLS news from. Make sure to go give them a follow. They are up to date on everything MLS. Um are they basically us their for only this? question is <laughs> Yeah, they might as well, right? Uh, and up, um, any. So the question was, any update on the Brazilian player status? So we already kind of talked about it. Um, there is going to be a couple match banned for a couple of these players. I don't know yet if the Premier League is going to try to contest any of this, if any of the teams are going to contest this. So as of Monday, or I'm sorry, yes, as of Thursday night, as we are recording this podcast, we. Nothing new has come out yet. Again, Friday, who knows? So we will go from there. Uh, The next question is from another podcast. Soccerheads FC, giving a shout-out to the two Connors. Those guys are awesome. With CR7 coming in, do you anticipate him being the top scorer in the league? Number one. And two, what formation do you believe he would play better in? A 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2 with Cavani... As the dual striker, so JD, I'll have you start this one off first. CR7, do you think he tops the uh, goal scoring chart?
1: No, I think he scores fifteen to fifteen to eighteen goals, and and that's I mean that's good. It's the Premier League. It's a very tough league to score goals. I mean, and and he's thirty seven. I. It'll be it'll be tough for him, but he's a good enough player that he'll grind out at least 15 goals. And formation-wise, I don't think a 4-4-2 suits him because it's Cristiano Ronaldo. He needs to be that focal guy. He has that kind of egotistical attitude, and I'm not saying it's the worst thing ever. It is not. It can be really good for a for a team to have that guy. But at the same time, like it, it him and Cavani being dual strikers, there's no way that Cavani is going to be happy with that. Then There's no way Ronaldo is going to be happy with that. God forbid Cavani scores a great goal, Ronaldo's not going to fucking celebrate it cuz he could have scored that. Now, <laughs> 4-3-3 is the better lineup. I if you're going to play, if you're going to start Ronaldo, you have to play 4-3-3. It's that's it, in United's best interest. I, and and whether yeah. whether you think that's good or bad, I think that's detrimental. To the game. To have players like Ronaldo. But it on the opposite end. He's also one of the greatest ever. So like you can't knock his ego. For being where it is. It's the same with like Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Like yeah. He's a, he's an absolute shithead. But you can't knock the fact that he's a world class player. <laughs> like you can't do it. Like yeah. So that's... Uh, I don't know.
0: And honestly I you, you made a lot of. Uh, really, really good points. Um, I originally had Romelu Lukaku being the, uh, golden boot winner this year. And, uh, I don't know. Mikel Antonio is doing a hell of a job. He's already gotten off to a, a very, very good head start. Um, I agree with JD. I don't believe he will be the golden boot winner. But I think he will be up there. I think he'll be in the final race. I think wherever the goal ten the goal finish there. I think Oh yeah. yeah he'll oh be up I think there. I'm saying oh no, I'm talking along the lines of I think he'll be like one or two off. I don't think he is far off the top of this list, but and I think the way Ollie is gonna play it this year, I think Ollie is gonna try playing a four two three one with Ronaldo being the lone striker. I really can't imagine CR seven playing a dual striker system. I just can't. Um even in the weirdest sense, I mean, we all forget that Cristiano at one point was a left winger. Uh who knows if Ollie might try to stick all him out y- on the wing a few
1: years. All young strikers play as left wing. And all left-wingers play as left-backs to begin with. Never forget.
0: It's it's just the football way of life. The next question coming from our guy, Mark. Mark, thank you again for the question. Um, This is actually a question, J.D., I feel like you have a lot of opinions about, and you were one of the biggest sticklers of this when the CR7 news got announced. CR7... How does he affect others' playing time on the pitch? So, JD, you've you've been a very big content, You've been a very big voice with this is going to hinder people more than help people.
1: Um, yeah. So, this is going to be great for United in the short term because, like I've said, Cristiano Ronaldo is thirty-seven years old. You have one to two good seasons with him, and then it's just name only you are hindering players like Mason Greenwood a 19 year old with some of the best finishing i have ever seen he is one of the best finishers of a ball i have ever seen and he is not going to start because of cristiano ronaldo and it is dependent on the formation if they play a 4231 i don't see greenwood starting a 433 well, greenwood- maybe starts on the wing but
0: I was about to say I think I think the especially with um Rashford being out injured I think you're going to have Sancho coming in on the left and Mason Greenwood coming in off the right which I think would be a pretty that's still a very good front they, three.
1: Yes, I I just I see I honestly I see Greenwood as becoming a center honestly a center fielder oh, more yes. than a striker because because he has those winger tendencies he has those central attacking midfield tendencies and then he has the finishing of a, a world class striker i i just don't think this is great for him ronaldo being there i and, and ronaldo's going to look at greenwood being, being like okay yeah you're a young player like that is cool like good you know cool like learn from me but you're not going to start over me like that's that's his ego and Granted, that should be, but I think it's going to hinder him. And I've I've said it for over a year at this point that Greenwood is kind of wasting his time at Manchester United. He would be better off playing at an equally big club in in this time. Like I, I, Manchester United is one of the biggest clubs in the world, but status wise, you know, winning trophies, I think he would be better off at at a different club. But that is just my opinion. I know Manchester United fans hate me saying that, but I that is my personal opinion. I, I think he would be better off at any other big club.
0: All right. And I mean, now I'm going to take I'm going to spin that just a little bit, just a little bit differently than when JD did. Um, I think CR7 coming in is of massive benefit both for the now and the future. The now, of course, now. How long can you really bank on Cavani? Being your Cavani last year himself even proved that he cannot play every single week, every single minute, the number nine position. And you are not getting enough of Tony Martial to bank on him to be your guy. Mason Greenwood is still too young to throw to the Wolves and be your out and out number striker week in and week out. It is the perfect cocktail for Manchester United because in the now, CR7's your guy. But Now, over the next year or two, Mason Greenwood is going to be learning from Cristiano Ronaldo and Edison Cavani. I'm telling you right now, teaching-wise, I don't know if that gets better. Oh, your head coach is Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, who's one of the greatest strikers to ever play football. Oh! That also, too, is extremely convenient. So for Mason Greenwood, I feel like he is in the perfect environment to grow. And I, I really can't imagine this hurting, at least the, I we're always going to bring up Mason Greenwood. I don't think this is going to hurt Mason Greenwood in any way. Um, I think Edison Cavani already knowing that he is now the number two. But I feel like he's not going to mind. He's still on very good wages. He's here for one more year he has the ability of being number two behind Cristiano Ronaldo coming in for five or 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes at the end of games and still getting good minutes in cup games and stuff like that. And now United are in champions league and now they got a good draw in champions league. So the, the odds are in it that they will be going deep in that tournament, at least to the knockout stages. So there is plenty of football to play. I feel like there's going to be a lot of time that is going to be able to be handed out for a lot of people. Um, United play, I believe, this upcoming week against, you know, young boys, so I feel like there will be some heavy rotation, some guys who don't normally get time will get time, so we'll see how it is, that's going to be one of those questions that, you know, let's see what happens further in the season, uh, our next question coming from our good pal Adam Booth, Adam, what is going on, his question is, which team already looks like they will be relegated, um... I'm going to save the one for JD cuz I'm not going to take his answer. I'm I'm going to go with Norwich. Norwich don't look good. Um teamo 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 thinking of. Oh you liar. Don't you lie to me. Don't you lie to me like that in front of all of our friends. Uh yeah, it's Norwich. I'm sorry. Um They just don't look good. They look like they're just going to go right back down. They look like they're okay with it. Timo Pukki looks like a shell of the striker he was two seasons ago. And they got worse. I don't know how they went down. One came back up. I don't know how they look worse. I really don't understand this. So really simple. It's Norwich for me. Um, JD, which team already looks like they're going to be relegated in your eyes?
1: Um, well, first of all, at a booth, uh, shout out Philly Union, dupe. Uh, but yeah, Arsenal. Like, is that even a question? I just watch how they play, how they're managed. I, come on, it, it's beating a dead horse at this point. Everyone knows. I I believe Arsenal at this point might get. Re- will, I'm gonna say might get relegated. They will get relegated. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say it. They will get relegated if they continue. Stamped in the same way if they do not fire arteta if they do not make drastic formation changes they're going to get relegated you heard it here first at the epl boys god damn
0: big god the world will burn
1: london will burn north london will burn
0: big sam is just rubbing his hands slowly waiting for his phone to ring because he's waiting for that christmas phone call big sam we need saving come on super sam
1: what uh, happened to the last team he tried to save?
0: Oh, uh, he's relegated. never been relegated. <laughs> yeah. That I to just repeat to that. Hey, Big Sam, when you're inheriting a club that is dangerously in the relegation battle, don't brag that you've never been relegated. That yeah, was just I know. that. That <laughs> wasn't good. That was that was not smart. That's basically like walking into the lion's den and being like, "Yeah, and I just bathed in A1 steak sauce. Like, there's
1: no way this can oh. backfire on me." Wait, hold up. A1 steak sauce is pretty fire.
0: No, I'm saying it is a good thing. I'm talking about you made yourself oh, even oh, more oh. delicious for, like, you're already okay, meat. Like, okay. the, honestly, the lion the lion is looking at you like, wow, that is a very good steak. Gotcha, then, gotcha, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Is that A1 steak sauce? Oh, I, it must be Christmas.
1: I say that because a lot of the people in the fucking lads Discord have, you know, drugged me through the dirt on the fact that I love A1 steak sauce. And they're like, "Oh, no, that's under, not under, steak under. sauce. Like, you don't need sauce for your steak if it's a good steak." And I'm like, "No, I just enjoy S- it. Like, on. fuck off." S- like, some
0: some some steaks don't need a one, and I will agree yes, with that. But a, some a
1: select few of very overpriced steaks don't need sauce. Yes, I agree with that. If it has a nice red wine, uh, I don't even know what you call it. I do you know what what you call it? I, I I, if you have like a filet mignon with like a red wine like dressing, like yeah, that doesn't nope. need sauce. But that's a fifty dollar steak, and I've had that a, a handful of times in my life. But if I'm just eating steak, like I probably just want some a one steak sauce, just makes it better.
0: JD, I will fight with you next to you. Thank I will you. fight next to you to the very end to defend to f- defend the fact that a one steak sauce on a regular Tuesday after a Tuesday night steak at home is flames the yes. next question coming from our buddy tyler tyler thank you again for all the questions tyler submitted a couple questions to us so his first question is is damari gray the biggest steal so far in the transfer window um i mean steal wise i still to this very moment think that veron for about 40 million dollars is a massive steal but if we're talking about like Pennies, because honestly, Everton came out and were the club that spent the least amount of money between ins and outs. That's some pretty good business. So I think Damari Gray is definitely up there. I think it's a little too early to see if he was the steal. I feel like that's going to be more of something that's going to pop up maybe around Christmas. We'll like have that conversation, but he's doing an absolutely great job so far. And with James Rodriguez looking like he's out the door, it looks like it's Damari Gray's job to lose in that basic number 10 role.
1: Yeah. Uh, way too early in the season. To call to call anybody a steal in the market because you could have the greatest first first four games and then you could just completely drop off. I and honestly, I don't think Damari Gray is gonna light up the Premier League like he has I mean kind of has done in the first four or three games really. Uh he he's been he's been great, but I, I just don't yeah, it was a great deal. Overall, a great deal. Just pennies, just pennies for him, and you're gonna get goals out of him. But I, I don't think he's gonna light up the Premier League. So I, I, I don't think he's gonna be the biggest steal. And like you said, yeah, Veron for 40 million, that's a great deal. And I think that might go farther than Damari Gray. So
0: no, but I mean, that's that's a very good question. But Tyler, being a very good friend of the podcast, he had a joke, and of course, it's at. J.D. J.D. Wonderful. Right now, right now, you can only pick one. Natty Lights for a month for free, or would you rather an entire month of Natty Phillips masterclasses?
1: See, that might sound like a joke to most people, but I've already seen more than a month of Natty Phillips masterclasses. Dude, at the end of last season, Natty Phillips and Reese Williams just held their fucking own together. A 19-year-old and 24-year-old center back pairing. Like, both of them, barely any experience in the Premier league. You have Van Dyke out, Joe Gomez out, Joel Matzib out. You have Ozan Kabak on loan who looked okay, but really, especially in the, in, in the later stages of the season, you had Natty Phillips and Reese Williams. Very, I mean, Phillips, a little more experienced, but Reese Williams, not experienced at all. 19-year-old, the slowest player I've ever seen in my life. But Natty Phillips, if I could say any, any phrase to describe him, he wins his fucking headers. What a fucking legend. I just, uh, honestly... He's-
0: he could, he's he Harry could Mag- never... He, he's Harry... He's Harry Maguire without being $80 million.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, No, Natty Phillips, I've seen him for a month. And he's given me world-class performances. So I'll take the free Natty Light for a month. That'll be about a pallet of beers, of a pallet of cases of beers. And I'm just going to drink to that out of my can of Natty Light.
0: God bless you. Our next question coming from our very, very good friend and consistent listener, Ronnie. Ronnie, thank you again for the question. Man United is becoming once again a team stacked of superstars. Can Ole manage the egos? I'll take this one first, and I think he can. Strictly on the fact that he is a club legend, he has been an absolute amazing man manager. A lot of people don't realize during Ali's time, he had to take over for a Josie side that was basically a dumpster on fire being pushed down a hill in Siberia during the Great Depression. Yep, all of that. He took over that, turned that team around, made them a force... Took a team full of, I mean, again, no offense to some of the guys who are on this team, but he cleaned a lot of the Deadwood out. He cleaned out the players who did not want to be there. He recovered wages. He brought in the players he wanted to bring. He got the books to where he needed to be. Let's also not forget that in the middle of all of his tenure, Ollie had to deal with the fact that Paul Pogba's agent turned around and said that, yep, May he will never play here again. And Oli's man management defused that situation perfectly. Paul Pogba is one of the biggest egos in soccer. And Ollie and Paul respect each other. They're always hugging. They're always on top of what they need to be. Their communication's on point. Oli has a massive respect for Bruno. And a lot of people do forget that Ollie Gunnar and Cristiano Ronaldo were teammates at one point. And Cristiano Ronaldo is someone who highly respects former teammates of his. He is someone who is always talking highly of former teammates. A lot of people also do forget Darren Fletcher, Michael Carrick. You know, you also, you have former players. Even Wes Brown is still a part of the Man United staff. And these are all guys that Cristiano Ronaldo respects. And honestly, I feel like is not going to go out of his way to ruin because of his ego. So, I think Ollie has done an absolutely immaculate job. And y- uh, yeah, I-, I think he has what it takes to keep the order in line. So, I- and I know I'm going to get the opposite answer here
1: from J Day. Uh, yeah, you are going to get the opposite answer. I don't think Ollie has the personality. You look at, like, just watch him in interviews, he has just absolutely no personality. He's a soft-spoken man that I I don't understand like how he was so good as a player, just the passion there because he shows none of it as a manager. You can have look, he could have the best tactical mind, but to to be able to control egos like Paul Pogba and Cristiano Ronaldo and Edison Cavani and players like that, I that is a tough job. He has a very tough job, and you said you just said he balance the fucking wages no he didn't he just brought in ronaldo for half a million a week are you kidding me
0: well like, hold on you can <laughs> well hold on you got rid of hold on don't say shit like that come on he got rid of alexi sanchez he got him out the door ashley young who was on incredible wages out oh, the door chris God. Smalling, who was on big wages out the door rama Lukaku, how much big wages
1: how much are they paying Rafael Varane?
0: I think, what is he on, 300000 a week or something like That's that? Absurd. That's absurd.
1: That's, that is, that well, is more than any other Liverpool player. Hold
0: on, that but is, that yes, is, but on. But you're bringing on a defender that has won four, four Champions League trophies, countless La Ligas, and is a World Cup winner. Oh, he's also not 30 yet. That's and a good investment. That's and a good neither is Van
1: Dyke, and neither is Van Dyke, and Van Dyke makes less than him. I'm just yes, saying. Yes, that's fine. And, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm saying you can't say that Oikona Solskjaer balanced the wages because they I are paying a need... shit ton of money to their players right now. Sancho? Yes. How much is Sancho making? I He has to be making like 180 or something. Like, I at his yeah, no, age. That is paid... the shit he...
0: No. Oh, well, I mean, here's the thing. You're when to spend money. You have to also relieve some of the pressure on the books, which Ollie has done. Ollie's made more moves out of the club than any of the previous managers. You have to okay. have the ability to sell and your players. And then he's players.
1: brought in. And then he's brought in players that only command right. high wages. You're talking about like, that's
0: fine. Ma- Manchester United are talking One. about getting
1: Erling but, Holland. Like, oh my God, he's gonna cost so fucking much. I don't care what the transfer fee is. He's reportedly asking for 500,000 pounds a week. That is absurd.
0: And I'm not and I'm not here arguing with you. Trust me, I'm not arguing with you that the players that I, are coming together are going to be on team.
1: I'm saying Owe has I, not solved that Manchester United problem. He has not I, he has he has gotten out deadwood and then brought in more wage deadwood.
0: Yes, but the fact that everything seems to be in the exact level of being even as it was prior, look at the players that went out and look at the players that went in. Alexis Sanchez out at half a million dollars a week, Cristiano Ronaldo in at half a million dollars a week. I'm sorry, that seems like a pretty good fucking deal to
1: me. Like and you're basically the, and look at the age look at the age difference.
0: Age difference of what? To, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's jerseys this year alone will have sold more jerseys than Alexis Sanchez had in the entire time he was in the Premier League. That includes his time at Arsenal. In just this year alone, I'm not worried about the money going out on his or the money come like we have to spend on Cristiano Ronaldo. It's also about financial issues and stuff like that. Bringing in someone like Cristiano Ronaldo, Rafael Varane, you know, Jaden Sancho. These jerseys can't stop being sold. Those are good financial decisions. You're not going to make me think differently.
1: Is, is football about money now? Yes,
0: yes it is. Yes, 100% It's,
1: a, it's per- a shame. It's a, shame. Uh,
0: it's a damn yeah. shame. such a shame, such a shame. Hey, quick question. How it's much money did Liver how much money did Liverpool's owners put into the new extension at Anfield? Who was that? 600 million? 500 million? I'm so glad my, I'm so glad soccer is not about football. Or soccer is about football. Soccer is about money. But um yeah, soccer is not about football anymore, boys and girls. The next question, another awesome podcast, The Footy Fellows Podcast, guys. Make sure to go check them out. They also provide some sweet content. Who Why finishes are we not with more goals?
1: Making money. Why are we not Who? making money from all these shoutouts?
0: Uh, excuse me. We can't just hype the boys. We can't hype the boys? I'm about hyping I'm the trying boys, to get, I'm, okay?
1: I'm trying to get some bread here. Like, damn. Take go the on. bread.
0: <laughs> yes. JD's trying to take the bread to ferment it, put it in his fridge, turn it into yeast so that he can make Natty Light. Yes. Uh, who, sco- who scores more goals this year? Ronaldo or Lukaku? Uh, I think I described it before. I think Lukaku will just edge out Ronaldo.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I. I... I yeah, Ronaldo will be up there. He'll be up there. But Lukaku, the way he started the season and the the player he is, he's gonna get a shit ton of goals. I I it, it's look bias aside, it's going to be between Lukaku, Harry Kane, and Mohamed Salah for for Golden Boot because Salah is always up there. He he has always McK- been in the race since he's since Mikel- he's been at Liverpool.
0: You think Mikel Antonio is gonna slip off? I
1: he has to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy. Good I, I think good he'll have a, he'll good have a call. great season. He'll have a great season. But I think he he will have some injury issues because he always does. And it's unfortunate. I I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. No, that's But
0: that's hey I, that's a good call. That's a good call cuz you you it's kind of goes hand in hand. So no, we will have to see but yeah I I JD and I both believe that I, I just I feel like there's also too many people at Man United who are going to be on the goal sheet and it's funny enough that like I look at the Chelsea and like Chelsea don't have as many goal scorers as United do if that makes any sense and I feel like Lukaku's going to he's going to hold a lot of that attention. So the next question uh comes from Sebas Soccer Psycho What up, my guy? Will Manchester City regret not signing a striker this summer? That's the easiest question on earth, my guy. Yes, 100%. If Man City brought in an actual number nine, we could just hand them the trophy again. Like, we can just be like, here you go. There's no need to compete for this. Yeah, 100%. If they went out and got a decent number nine, a decent number nine. I'm talking Danny Ng's number nine. Manchester City might have just walked away with the league again. They, their inability to not have an, like a true number nine is the exact same conversation we're having with Manchester United not getting a true number six and the fact that we have to play with Fred. It's the same conversation. It's your weak spot, and for Manchester City, that's tough, not having a true number nine. But, J.D., are, are you thinking anything different?
1: yeah. Who'd they have last year? Not they a true a number healthy, nine.
0: They also had a healthy Kevin De Bruyne. You have to take that into consideration. Yes.
1: I mean, it's just... But, Aguero was not healthy, and Gabriel Jesus is honestly not that good. The fact that he's not starting, and they're playing Farron Torres, who has looked great in that false nine position... And they just got Jack Realish, who can also play in that false nine position, and they have Phil Foden that can play in that false nine position. Honestly, I don't think City need a true number nine. It, it wouldn't hurt them to get one. I'm not. I'm not saying it'll hurt them. It, they can deal with it. I. They have the depth for it. They have three players. I just named three players. They can play the false nine. I mean, and then they have countless other players they can play around them. I. I, I don't think it's really hurting them that they didn't get their true number nine. If they would have gotten Ronaldo, which they almost did, yeah, that would have helped them, sure. And if they would have gotten Messi, sure. And they didn't, and they still look pretty good overall. I I don't know. I I, I don't think the striker is their biggest concern. I I, I think their biggest concern is. Honestly, their overall depth, they have too many good players. It's tough to get into a rhythm. Like, who knows who they're going to fucking start. Like, I have no idea if Raheem Sterling is going to start. Or Bernardo Silva. Or Ilkay Gundogan. Like, i all of them should start. But one or two of them might not because they have their bench is stupid. Like, they, they have such a ridiculous depth. And that can be a hindrance to teams, and that's what might hurt them. If anything, it's not the it's not the number nine, in my opinion.
0: No, and that hey, that's the beautiful thing about you, JD. You and I, we always see differently. Couple questions left. Our boy Dylan, Dylan, how are you? Thanks again for the question, JD. I'll have you start this one off first. Are Spurs for real? or is this just a three match fluke? So
1: is it is is Spurs
0: is Spursy the legit thing here?
1: It's a wet dream that will get a little worse but won't get too bad. I think they're going to I think they're going to push for for uh, Champions League here. And a lot of that depends on how seriously they take the the European Conference League. Because seriously, if they take it very serious, that I mean, I mean, it's like it's like taking the Carabao Cup super seriously. It might be a hindrance on the league, and they probably should just not care about it because they should. I and and hopefully they don't care about it because they have a chance here. They've looked really good in the first three games. Granted, one no wins, but one of them against City, which is big. Spurs look okay, and with Harry Kane back, he didn't. He didn't leave. He'll probably leave in the summer, like we've said the last two seasons. But I, you know what? If he if he stays fit and Hyungmin Son is is on fire, I, I yeah, I, I don't think it's a fluke. I don't. I. I'm not saying it's a fluke. I just think I don't. They're not going to win the league. There's no chance they're winning the league. But I think they have a good shot at Champions League.
0: Exactly what JD said. I think that if they continue this, guys stay healthy. And honestly, I agree with JD 100%. All the side competitions don't. Just skip the side quests. If this is a video game, skip all the side quests. Just stay on the story mode. Because if you focus 100% on the Premier League and the Premier League alone, you guys don't have the depth yet to really compete on multiple tournaments. But if you guys just stay in the Premier League, you can be a side that can compete for a Champions League spot. And honestly, if you got in on that number four position, this is the biggest win Spurs can get this year. Yeah, go ahead and try to compete for an FA Cup try to compete for a Carabao, try for the European Super Cup. But getting that Champions League spot this year would be literally the perfect season for Nuno and those guys. And Champions League soccer is what is going to keep Harry Kane. Harry Kane will stay if he is competing in the best leagues in the world. So I just do your best to get that top four. I think it can be done The final question from our boy JC. JC, what is going on? Um, Basically, the question is, it's a little bit long. If someone dropped you into an EPL match as a referee, how long would it take for them to realize that you are not a real referee and what would make, you know, basically what would make them realize it? Um, I'd like to go first. I would go the full 90 minutes I'm talking players would shake my hand after the game. Do you know why? Because the EPL refs don't do a damn thing. They just occasionally show a yellow card in the 88th minute. Unless you're Arsenal in which red card in the 30th minute. And that's it. That's it. Honestly, I feel like after watching MLS, USL, Syria, A, all these other leagues around the world, the referees do an absolutely amazing job keeping the games in line and in check. It's the English Premier League that just seems to be whose line is it anyway when it comes to refereeing. And basically, as long as someone is breathing, wearing a different color jersey at midfield, you're going to be fine. So I think I can go the full 90 minutes. JD, how about you?
1: Well, I have two answers. My first answer is, what game is it? Because if we're going off this week's games, uh, Brighton-Brentford, uh, yeah, I could probably go full 90. Um not much to tell about that game. Uh, you know, I'll just run around, maybe. And and then if it's like Liverpool leads, bias uh, bias completely aside, that's a big game. I probably would not have the chops to do it. I, I, I wouldn't be able to handle the pressure of it. And then 180, the realistic side of me being a Premier League ref, I would step onto the field... Drunk as shit because that's who I am, and I'd probably puke on the the fucking striker's boots, and I wouldn't be able to run more than five yards because I am so out of shape. Uh, I I tried running uh, recently and uh. I ran about five yards and was out of breath. So uh yeah, no, I would not be able to be a Premier League ref. I know JC has been talking to me recently about trying to be a local ref and get in shape, and man. That's tough. That would be very tough. Was,
0: I'm imagine, right imagine now, trying to run.
1: Now. Imagine the fitness that goes into being a referee. It's and all you know the what? fun I'll, of soccer without the fun of soccer.
0: I'm telling you right running. now, though, and I'll and I'll give some of those guys credit because you like you look at some of the EPL refs, and I don't body shame. I denounce body shaming. Some of them are bigger guys, but yeah, these guys John are Ma- running. John Moss, nonsense. John
1: Moss, John Moss, especially. These,
0: these guys He's are a running around book. with 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 a little bit of beer bellies, and they're running around full 90 minutes, and it doesn't even look like the game has phased them. You look at certain players in the Premier League, after 10 minutes they look gassed. These refs look like they could have refed another three or four games. I feel like that would be the only thing that would really hinder me from doing a full 90 minutes, and that's just me giving up at midfield out of breath like, all right, I, I can see the play from here. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I can't breathe. Oh god. Oh god. Why am I doing this? <laughs> but yeah. Uh yeah. You know what, JD? Maybe we should at least attempt. Maybe for the pod, just attempt to do rec league soccer refing and just bringing a report card back to the podcast.
1: No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, you know what? I might. I might for for the for the sake of the pod, I might ref like a U eight game, and I might uh coach a U eight game. I might try it just for the pod strictly for the podcast, but guys, that is the episode. We ran a little bit longer than we usually do. Uh, fan questions were fantastic (laughs) guys. Yeah. You guys are absolutely incredible. Um, well, we haven't podcast in a couple in a week or so. So, Hey, you know what going a little bit longer doesn't hurt anybody guys, make sure to enjoy the rest of your week. And guys, they have a, we have a full slate of premier league action, the return of cristiano ronaldo and so much more but guys remember to follow us on all of our social media platforms platforms that is facebook instagram and twitter if you are not following those you are not getting fully involved so guys really hope to see you guys there and i will see you guys over the weekend peace out
1: peace out fuck you Matt.